1: Shall we begin?
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of The Real Feels Podcast. Hey, if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Thanks for being here. If you are returning again, welcome. Thank you for being here. Hey, we are a movie review podcast, and we review a different movie of a different genre.
1: Fortnightly. Fortnightly. Fortnite-
0: like. And today, hey, there's not necessarily a different genre movie that we are going to be tackling. But more importantly, we are going to be highlighting one of our Patreon members. And of course, they are just, they're the realist, And of they're course, the thealist. And uh, tonight's a little special. It's, uh, it's my ma mama. My
1: ma mama. <laughs> she, uh, she picked. <laughs> oh, my little mama through's a mom she's a wonderful patreon that's amore. This, that's a movie <laughs> that's, a, that's a patreon <laughs> uh, and what well, is she to pick what was what are the pick ah uh, well this is one
0: of those films where you can really be happy to see James Cromwell in a leading role and it doesn't happen often and uh, it is 2013's still mine
1: well roll that beautiful bean footage there beautiful bean footage what do you think would have happened to us if we'd never met
0: oh we probably would have found someone else you think no hey dad have a checkup go
1: clean bill of health for both of us
0: doctor didn't say anything about her memory
1: i forgot to ask him (laughs) for two people who still love each other. We've already been through three cords of wood this winter, barely keeping this place warm. And for a man who's still fiercely independent. I was thinking of building us something smaller, more manageable. We don't have the money. The only thing he wants. If I did the work myself, we could afford it. Is to do what's best for her.
0: You absolutely certain you want to do this, old man? Age is
1: just an abstraction, not a straitjacket. Mm-hmm. You definitely need a permit. Why would I need a permit? This is my land. I'll just need to see your plans. I don't have any plans. Well, how are you going to build a house without any plans? Well, I've been doing it all my life. Mr. Morrison, there are a number of building code violations. You're telling me that my material is substandard? There is zero leeway on this. Deal with the violations or I will bulldoze this place. Is that a threat? No, it's the law. When did we become a country of bureaucrats? It's been
0: obvious for a while now that Mama's getting worse.
1: You think I'm not aware of that? That's why I'm building the house.
0: What if I forget everything?
1: You'll still be my Irene. Promise? Never broken a promise to you yet. You understand you're gonna have to appear at court? I certainly do. <clears> have <throat> you seen the Telegraph Journal yet today? Oh, no, why? Well, your father made the front page. I'm worried that our luck's beginning to run out. Do you understand that you could go to jail? Academy Award nominee James Cromwell and Academy Award nominee Jean-Pierre Either I'm going to jail or I'm going home. Still mine. I love you. Let's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> James Cromwell, I love him. You know why I invented Warp Speed? You know why I just, for the money. Oh wait, not that James Cromwell movie. That, detective, is the right question. And not that one either. Not Uh, that
0: one either. And definitely not, uh, you know, the dad and the general's daughter.
1: No pigs. No fucking pigs. No
0: pigs. He has some cows, though. Yeah. He is this movie, though. Uh, yes. really of course he is of course he is yeah and uh, his okay, frustrations you
1: know his yeah, everything
0: uh, just everything and and really for anyone who has not seen this movie go to amazon prime it should still be there you can uh, definitely watch it there i also found a uh, a couple of links where it's also free on youtube should it uh, le- find its way away from amazon prime now let me just start off by saying this it is very much one of these hallmark kind of lifetime original feels of, of this movie there is there is goodness and wholesomeness about this film and that that's really kind of what you're going to get through it you're going to yeah. get a heartwarming story and I am as an angel you know as the as, as the god. tagline <laughs> <sent by> god <laughs> as the as the tagline says What is the tagline? Tagline is like still determined, still in love.
1: Still devoted. So Still still devoted. So this movie, in my opinion, is sort of like Thanksgiving, except everything is some variation of turkey. Like it's, there's a roast turkey, turkey gravy, mashed turkey, turkey casserole, turkey rolls. Brad
0: shrimp potatoes boiling mashups a sweet
1: turkey pie between, cr- with with <laughs> melted marshmallows on it it's just turkey there isn't a whole lot of variation to it and and you have to kind of keep your eye out because like the little moments of common comic relief are sort of few and far in between it is very much mm-hmm. sort of one man one couple story about dealing with some uh, end of end of uh life issues
0: right and it is based on a true story the actual couple that it is based on did pass away in 2013 leaving seven children 16 grandchildren and then 17 great-grandchildren so uh, despite it being based on a true story it almost has that kind of formulaic aspect to it when telling the story you know that there's trouble you know that it is going to be problematic throughout the movie. It's obviously the main obstacle. But for some reason, despite everything, you get this notion that it's going to kind of work itself out.
1: It, I think that the one of the movie's biggest downfalls is some of the actors that are supporting are the weakest of supporting actors that you could possibly like i half expected the guy that plays uh rick daigle of uh, jonathan potts's inspector to like look over across the camera and be like line because <laughs> james Cromwell like, like carries the whole fucking scene oh he's like, of course he does oh, well uh but that's not a uh uh you know like, is you, that a you so what you're saying it, what you wanted more of is if there had been a stronger supporting cast member to say something like, Oh, I don't know. Oh, I see. James Cromwell has to build his whale. And then James Cromwell goes, No! No! <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I honestly think that the best Bulldoze supporting the goddamn actor house, is- Jean-Luc! <laughs> Blow up the damn ship! <laughs> no! <laughs> I think that Gary Fulton, the, uh, the lawyer. Inspector. The inspector. Oh, the lawyer, The yeah, lawyer, yeah. like, is itself. It, Right. But I even think the wife is hit and miss.
0: See, but I don't think you need a lot from her, like, vocally, right? A lot of it is going to be watching her deteriorate throughout the film itself. A lot of it is going to be her physicality. It's going to be the fact that, you know, she disappears. It's the actions you don't see, but, you know, are taking place and it's it's tiny little things like when she's scared during the thunderstorm, like when yeah. she suddenly disappears and just walks about, goes and he finds her on the beach smoking a when, cigarette. You know, oh, my but God, I love that scene. I was just talking her to Nathan. 50 years. I know. And she's <laughs> where'd, where'd you, you get a the cigarette? cigarette? I don't know. <laughs> Where did you get it? I mean, it's, it's little things to watching her again slowly losing her memory and kind of adjust, like when she's laying in bed and he's all like, why is our bed in the, she's like, why is our bed in the living room? Well, you fell down the stairs last week. Was I hurt? No. You think I'd remember that. I mean, I think it's little moments with
1: her. Well, yeah, and it's Uh, also his (laughs) response to her changing needs, such as moving the bed downstairs, building the house, the porta potty on the, uh, the front porch cooking, even showering the outside, yeah. Yeah, is, starting to which, cook, which, exactly. You know, there is, it's very touching. And I I think one of my favorite parts is when the, uh, the neighbor comes over and she's like, you're going to be getting casserole from us once a week. He's like, nope, don't need it. Don't want it. She's like, I'm not doing this for you. It's your wife yeah. I'd walk over hot coals for. I never <laughs> liked you anyways.
0: You're getting a casserole once a week and I want my dish back.
1: And I like that she's not like a total bitch saying that. She's not just like, I never like, you know, she's not. Like, no,
0: it's the it's the tough love.
1: One hundred percent. She's just like, no, 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 no. You're going to take this. And again, it's not really for you. Like, it's for her. Like, so just uh just take it and swallow your pride.
0: It's kind of interesting where, like, you almost see more of the tough love. And I don't want and like you're saying, like, I don't want to say forcefulness about it, but you almost see more of a determination from the the uh, the neighbor than from the actual kids. And I don't know if that's just more like out of a respect for the parents and saying like, Dad, did the doctor say anything about her memory? I don't know. I forgot to ask. Okay, well, I mean, is she okay? "Hmm, She's fine. We're fine. Yeah, Dad, we know she's not fine. Thank you. Your opinion is noted. And it's just it's this back and forth kind of like standoff between the kids where nothing is essentially done by them to directly interfere. Like none of them ever try and stop him from building that house no one really ever tries to stop him from building that house except for the inspector
1: well and if anything they they all kind of owe him like they either have been gifted land or you know a job yeah job build you know built the house or whatever he set them up obviously financially in some aspect and i always feel like everyone's kind of even the lawyer is like doing it at first, basically, like kind of what, pro bono, just like all yeah, pro bono, yeah. I'm just doing this, and that's why when he gifts him like the five acres, he's like, Whoa, cool, uh, I'll take five acres of the, the that sweet land mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> that crisp, that crispy, uh, that crispy virgin estate. oak.
0: <laughs> it's free real estate. I mean, the entire time, you're almost thinking like. Well, if things are becoming too much for him, he does get rid of the cows. He gets rid of the strawberry fields. Why wouldn't he get rid of more of his land? And I and you I I started to think about that throughout the entirety of the film and a little bit afterwards. And you got to you got to like imagine where it's it's like still his like it's still his. It doesn't matter if it's useless or if he can't work it. Why is someone going to be interfering and taking it from him? Or why is someone going to be encroaching upon his life and putting him in that position?
1: So you're saying he drew a line in the sand and said, (laughs) Up to here, (laughs) no further. This father, no father. (laughs) Oh, gosh. The, The neighbor is. I kind of wanted more of their like back, back and, and forth because I, I i really like it and the payoff when he is hounding that uh journalist to make this happen and when he realizes he's like wait a minute you know Ch- chester did this and he's like yeah like the guy wouldn't stop calling like just i i and it, you can't because it's based on a book, it's a semi true story. But I think if they had taken some elements, and it, it's impossible because the movie came out afterwards. But in the same vein of a man called Uvi, where you know the neighbor was, you know they, there was there was more past, more history, backstory given. So it would have been nice to maybe have a couple other actors and actresses play them, you know, as like a flashback when they first met. Or them as like the middle-aged married couple to set a little bit more of a tone for their marriage because you don't get that besides, well, here's a loving couple.
0: Yeah, right. No, I agree. I agree. I actually made note of that where I was thinking, well, I want to know how they met. I want to know how this like American farmer is meeting this I mean, an obviously French woman, I mean, her accent isn't thick, but it's it's definitely there noticeable at like the tail end when she says stuff like how did they meet? If he says, I haven't seen you smoke in 50 years, like where's this story? Where's all this that we're kind of missing? If it had like flashbacks, that would be great. Like flashbacks of him building her something, building that dining room table that, you know, they made note of in just over, you know, narration. Uh, if he's building something for his kids, the moment that either he built that farmhouse that they live in. Yeah, the, currently, when
1: he when they bought the land, when he was building right. the original house, right. you know, that that would have, I think, helped add a little bit of space a little seasoning to the story because it it that's what this movie i think needed it's a it's a fine movie but it's it's like a a broth or a stock it just needs like a a little bit more salt and pepper because especially because folks usually we watch these movies twice sometimes that's not always the case this was one of them uh where i was like okay I think I <laughs> one I and think done. I've got this one. It's sort of like a there's a, a Reddit where uh, you can request recipes. Like, you know, sometimes they're from restaurants and stuff like that. And sometimes they're just really stupid stuff. It's like, okay, what's the Southwest <laughs> sauce from, uh, you know, like, Chili's? What's the recipe for that? It's like, dude, like, go on Pinterest. Like, did you try Googling it? Like, don't go to like, Chili's. Or no go fear. to Chili's, but I, <laughs> Steal I the can sauce. guarantee you that it's some sort of mixture <laughs> of, like, this. ketchup, ranch, and barbecue sauce. Like, there's your Southwest sauce. You're, you're fine. This movie seems sort of like it just needed... M- a little bit more framework. The joists needed a little bit more attention and the quarters weren't quite as plumb as the director I think it thought it was going to be. I would even double down and say that the broth is is okay, but it lacks some real chunks. Like there's a lot of parts that I'm like, ooh, I I know that's a good flavor. You know, that's a good um you know it's got a good spice but it there's something it needs to keep going. There needs to be something that keeps bringing the the suit back up. Where I'm like, I gotta get another bite. And this just it just kind of misses a little bit on that uh, doubling down to get more. Uh, but again, it's it wasn't like a bad watch. I mean, there was there's right no no no, no. no yeah
0: I I don't I, I can't I, as I was telling Nathan like I can't necessarily I can't necessarily fault the movie. As a whole, right? I I can't find a great deal wrong with it, but due to the fact that it's just a little bit slow and I wanted more. Well,
1: the thing... And no, then that's about the it. The thing I was waiting for <laughs> with a movie like this, I would expect some, you know, grand payoff scene that leaves me sobbing like a little girl. And that just didn't happen. And I kept waiting for sort of the emotional Payoff for this movie. I thought she was gonna die, uh, and it just it never, mm-hmm. oh, it I never I quite too. came through. Or it's like you know, like she, they, they got they got the house, but she like she she spent the first night it, and like she she passed the next morning, or or she right. died. Or, yeah, no, I I thought, and that then she's she like was... she's like, who are you? To no, the dead body. Jesus. and then it's Shut weekend up. at Bernie's. I, <laughs> oh, I, I thought that she was. <laughs>
0: Ah, Nathan.
1: Uh, Okay, I'm sorry, sorry, continue. I,
0: I thought that she was honestly going to pass away before the house was finished, and he was simply going to finish the house and then just kind of like either leave it there, almost like just like a relic and continue living in the farmhouse or live in it all by himself you know what i mean but i i had a small inkling that she was gonna pass away but i mean kind of like how jack's saying like it's not a grand payoff at the end i think it's a sweet moment like when she you know comes up and she's like when was the last time that you had a haircut oh it's been a while oh look at all this hair and then she just kind of like kisses him on the side of the head and leans in and holds him a bit and he's like are you gonna give me a haircut and she's like oh yes when was the last time you had a haircut it's uh, it's been a while. Look at all this hair. And that's it. And then that's where it kind of fades out. And you're like, OK, now he knows and realizes Hi, that he's going to second
1: Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's going to have to, you know, realize these little moments. And even though this was a sweet one, it, it doesn't it doesn't show you, obviously, people who are suffering from Alzheimer's and dementia like it. It will gradually get worse. They did exhibit a scene where, you know, she was sundowning. Yeah. Uh, like when she wanted to sleep out in the front yard, been he wouldn't let her sleep in the truck. But yeah, it 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 will inevitably get worse. And this is this is kind of the I think the reason why my mom got so connected to this film because for the last six months of my nana, her mom, her life, it was dealing with her dementia and her kind of like going downhill.
1: My grandmother is starting. Is just starting to uh, um, crest the top of the roller coaster and is coming down, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's the hardest part I think is how frustrating it is for my aunt and my dad, my aunt more so because she like lives with her and will just will say like well, no I just told you, and it's like well you don't they don't know that like right and you got to just keep doing the like like where are my glasses they're on your head
0: and and yeah it can be cute little things i mean there's little videos that i had seen like years ago and it did remind me of while my nana was sick where you have a young man he takes he takes his uh this woman out to wendy's and they get an ice cream and he's talking to her and he starts asking her like tell me about your son and they go through like this whole thing and then you know, she can kind of remember, but she doesn't remember a name. And he gives her more details. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then he finally tells her, like, do you know who I am? And she's like, no, you got me an ice cream. And he's like, I'm your son. And she's like, I have a son. And, and, and uh. like and then and then like he ta- he drops her back off at like the home and he's walking back to the car and he's just like breaking down where he's like, I, I just spent like an hour with my mom and she does not remember who I am. And she was fine when we when I picked her up, like she was happy to see me. And then, and then in that hour, like the memory of me, the existence of me is is
1: gone. It has got to be one of the most bullshit diseases and messed up things for people to have to go through is having a loved one wait, like just fall apart and just like, you know, just kind of pieces coming off and not remembering because that's all we want to do is be remembered and when someone just loses it you're like, "Come on, really? It's it's just hard to to swallow." One of the most I don't know horrific experiences of my teenage years. It was one of my first jobs. It was at a place in Centerville, Ohio called the St. Leonard Center. And uh, it was a, a combination where it was a, just a huge, sprawling retirement community. And then they had a large facility sort of in the back of the property that was the sort of like their dementia and Alzheimer's mm-hmm. unit. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> all the cooking was done at the central sort of kitchen. Uh, and the, the regular residents would come in and they had like two or three choices they'd order off a menu for. And then whatever was for dinner that night, large batches of it would be pureed in gigantic factory-sized blenders and would be brought over to this facility. And a couple of times we had to drive the van over there if one of the cooks was too busy and then wheel the carts with the insulated containers through to where their sort of their dining room was and passing the open doors and seeing and hearing and smelling everything that was going on in there was just, just incredibly sobering. That, you know, some of these people could have been brilliant and loving and just and it, it wasn't a matter of their they were kept in poor conditions it's just how they how their lives were ending with with sort of no awareness of who they were where they were or what the hell was going on and that's terrifying
0: yeah very gosh very very much so that i think can be uh, you know what i mean as as ironic as it is with some of the movies that like i had recently watched like uh standing with uh, Viggo Mortensen and Supernova with Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci uh, and uh, Lance Hendri- Lance Hendrickson in Standing. I, uh, man, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I if I re- like subconsciously like watch those movies to prep myself for this. But it's you, you see if you watch those films, you see a lot of what what Genevieve, the woman who plays the wife, does where she'll just she'll kind of space out. And she'll start like, you know, just in her brain, she's replaying something. She's replaying a memory or something, you know, suddenly brings, snaps her back into place. And I I think she does, I think she does a good job. And it's not, I'm not not saying like, I don't want to say that it gets unrealistic where the only the one instance where she gets kind of violent.
1: Yeah, there was sort of a little Vaseline on the lens for this movie regarding what really... Can, can take, take place it yeah. does take place as far as mm-hmm. the sundowning and sometimes the profane language the the violence and when uh, mm-hmm. when the, when the- you're, you become a danger to yourself and, and, and those around you, really through no fault of your own. Uh, it's, it is tough. And, and that's, you know, it, it, when I, I read the synopsis for this movie, I was sort of thinking, okay, well, maybe they're going to give us sort of an unblemished look at that. But it just seemed like they glossed over that a little bit. And it was really more about getting the house built and the trials and tribulations right. with that. And and also, like, they had seven kids, like, and all these grandkids and all these great-great-grandkids. Like, at some point, I don't care how independent your father or grandfather wants to be. The family needs to step in at some point and provide some sort of assistance and it just seemed like they would have a couple of the kids wander in here and there and sort of hem and haw and you know we we encountered something similar with my own grandparents we had to take my 91 year old grandfather's car keys away and, and sell his car and up front to us he would say like well i don't even i don't even need it anymore i don't even use it but then he kept And hid the spare. (laughs) And so, like, my uncle comes over with a buyer to look at the car. Car's gone. Grandpa's gone. Because he he had to drive across the state line so he could get lottery from two states just in case. And it's sort of (laughs) like, yeah, that's a funny story in certain aspects. But there's a reason why we we took away his car keys and him getting on the interstate and driving a couple of hours round trip for lottery tickets. Um, Right. I feel like they could have shown something a little bit more impactful than a fall down the stairs and an oven mitt on the uh, the oven, right? Or walking away to the beach and because he, I, I was thinking <laughs> when, he, when she disappears, like all right, like something's going to happen, but she's just shit. joyfully smoking on the beach and it, it doesn't. There's not really much in the way of oh well, it worked out in the end. So
0: curious is exactly like how far away that is, because he says, I've been looking for you for hours. Now, that's fine. Even even in like a small town, I'm sure he could drive around for hours. But how far away are they from the beach? Because the whole thing about she makes a, she makes a grand point about I'm not going to move into town. I do not want to move into town. And then living in the country, I think, is very evident, obviously, with the farm, but I think it also kind of takes into account the idea of like maybe why the original like farmhouse wasn't, I guess, inspected the same way with this new house that he's trying to build. Like maybe they just didn't pay any mind to it. Maybe they just kind of smile and nodded or and I kind of did the research that I told you guys the other night maybe the lumber itself and the building plans, like maybe it was built before 1925 because 1925 is when graded lumber started.
1: When well, he even says like, you know, a lot of these homes are over 200 years old or whatever, like, and they're they're fine. Like what, and him, the, the, this is the part where I was kind of like, I respect this city worker or this, you know, this inspector so much because I literally have dealt with a customer today that like wanted to go over what they did in life and i'm like i don't like be honest i don't give a shit that you were i was a painter and, and you know the homes uh right across the street from uh stockdale elementary i painted all four of those four plexes i'm like what did he do but like he's you know doing his like and he, my daddy was a, a shipwright, and this blah blah, blah and he two hundred boats went out of there. Was and, it all about him wanting to paint his house? Well, no, just just wanting to talk about. He's oh, no, just sharing that he knows paint, and he oh, knows, okay, and he rem- he remembers the paint that he used, the high gloss, the semi uh, two tone paint. I'm like, whole... Oh, you have, uh, you're old. I get it, but you knowing this is next fucking level like i don't remember like half of this sh- shit that i've had to do or like or, oh i remember when i was cutting firewood and i used the uh type 2 Pulaski to cut fire line like no I, i'm like wait what kind of saw was it a steel okay i, I remember Kawasaki. That, but, test of yeah. <laughs> swedish <laughs> I mean, for, yeah. the, for the
0: case, for the case in point, at least of like Craig played by Cromwell, his whole thing is like, "I know about wood, okay. I know what to do with wood. This wood has been cut by myself. I cut it down. I trimmed it. I made it into lumber. I dried it for two years. It's it's perfectly fine. I also know how to build a house. This is what I know how to do. I did this. I was taught by my father who did this. Blah blah blah." and To the case in point, like, you can see his arguments. You really can. But also kind of like how Nathan's like, I respect the city worker where it comes to that scene where he's like, fix the problems or I will come down here and I will bulldoze this place. God damn it, John
1: bulldoze the damn house. (laughs) (laughs) It's like,
0: "Is is that a threat? No, it's the law. And I'm like, good. I mean, I understand. I understand Cromwell's like dilemma with this like he knows what he's doing great you know how to build a house fantastic you're supposed to root for the little man and like by all sense and like good good logic and like common courtesy he's not doing anything wrong with big air quotes but is he technically breaking the law sure now the one thing i don't really agree with is kind of the one the first thing that he had to go and pay three hundred dollars for for a building permit to build something 400, on $400. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. $400. $300 was for the blueprints and to build something on his own land. And I'm thinking that kind of got me wondering, like exactly what do you have to get a building permit for? And Nathan might be a bit more knowledgeable on this specifically, like what you have to get a building permit for, like is it for the dimensions of what you're building? Does it have
1: like, if it's you have to pull permits, just if you technically, if you want to change out your w- hot water heater, like you have to pull. Per- That's crazy. But It's, I mean, I get it. That's but. how, but that is how cities make money because then they have.
0: Oh, it's red tape, you know, red they, tape, they, red they tape, have red an tape. Inspector
1: come out, and then they have a job card, and then like that gets signed off, and that like, and half of it is like this, is and then you have to have a licensed professional, you know, plumber do it. Or it, when realistically, licensed and bonded, uh, and bonded, <laughs> you can buy a hot water heater, you know, at Lowe's, Home Depot, uh, Ferguson's. Like, there's plenty of places to get it but it's they want like like uh, Cromwell says he says "Mm, somebody you know this is well you got to have a job for somebody you know
0: someone's got to have a job absolutely I mean even even for the state of California like so when I had to renew my credential to still teach (laughs) so it was a uh, it was $120 for me just to go online click a button renew it and cool I'll have to do this again in another like five or six years and I'm thinking, what is taking $120? Like, if, if it goes through, if, if the money goes through, then it's good. And if I do it on time, it's good. And I'm thinking, like, what is the $120? The $120 has to be someone gets a notification, puts it into a computer, probably prints it off like a hard copy. It gets signed and then it goes into a file and then it's done. Like, but like, you know, it gets passed from one desk to another. That's like, you know, twenty five dollars. Like, boom, boom, boom.
1: It's again, it's all it's all the red tape. That's how they make the money, though.
0: That's how they make the money.
1: But he also kind of thinks that this guy cares about it. And I feel like he was like Tommy Lee Jones, kind of like, you know, I didn't kill my wife. And he's like, I don't, I don't care. care. <laughs> <laughs> Just do I, it right. Like, I want you to build do? every in-house, out-house, back-house, dog-house. Yeah. <laughs> I want to use pine, oak. <laughs> oh, the, the pine. We'll talk about, let's talk about the pine and the oak real quick. Because as as good of a line and like moment that that is where he's talking about how pine is, you know, that he wishes that he, he would have built the table out of oak. But that pine, you know, can have all these memories. I still was like, I kind of was laughing because like he's like kind of just. Weirdly fingering the table And I'm like Memories (laughs) Of the (laughs) way Scattered (laughs) pictures (laughs) Twelve coats of lacquer Uh, Listen, I don't even—I don't even get out of bed for less than ten coats. goddammit. it! <laughs> and the inks—the inks still soaked in. <laughs> uh, oh man! So uh, are we gonna—are we gonna bring up the uh, octogenarian sex scene in the room or what? Oh god! Take off your clothes, old
0: man. I want to see you.
1: Okay, <laughs> you—you do. They could, have added, they could have added just a little little poof of uh, of humor if, like, you just heard like a like a little 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 (laughs) swacking and and he's like it's my gyrocopter or or, or something like that like it's not a helicopter it's my gyrocopter
0: you know what you needed you needed like that scene where it's like (laughs) it's the scene where like you know they 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 like crawl, they're holding each other and they crawl into bed or something and then like the camera pans to the window and then suddenly it, you just see the the bulb on a on a lamp just go <laughs> when,
1: <laughs> when she starts to take off her night nightgown i was just sitting there go please don't show her nipples please don't show her yeah, nipples oh god please don't show this old woman's nipples <laughs> this is the one time i don't want to see you, movies i don't want no, no, to no no some, no 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 you get some
0: james you get some james cromwell but <laughs> And then you also get, like, the outline of James Cromwell's crotch.
1: <laughs> oh, no. no. The pipe absorbs all those memories, my friend.
0: <laughs> James Cromwell even said in an interview, the woman asked him, like, so do you, uh, do you do nude scenes often? He's like, oh, yeah, every chance I get. I totally, I just get nude for the camera. He's like, no, no. When you I was younger, I seen my roles
1: in Star Trek?
0: <laughs> He's like, when I was younger, I used to. He's like, but now, you know, recently it's... Uh, it's not much to look at so I really don't <laughs> It
1: would have been the it would have made the whole movie if uh if she had said "Ooh and who who am I going to be? And he's like, Oh, you're going to be the enchantress of the, uh, of, the of the forest. Oh, I like being that water's and not going to be... freeze in the toilet tonight. Am I right? Am I right? Let's <laughs> kindle I'm gonna this be Bob heat. the builder. <laughs> yes, we can.
0: <laughs> as kind of like awkward as that is, even for like the ver- like the beginning of the film, like it's, it's still a, a nice, intimate and honest moment. And I mean, you know, when they're like the afterglow, they're laying in bed, and she's all like it never gets old, does it? He's like, No, we were always good with the
1: passion part. She's all wait, who the hell are you? <laughs> she's all man, that was a good one night stand. He's like, What? This <laughs> is it'll it'll Make turn sure into like you know, Adam husband, Sandler. Wait, what <laughs> I am you <laughs> Wait, what, what
0: did she say? <laughs> it'll it'll turn into Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in fifty first States.
1: Oh <laughs> it's a It's like the first time, every time for her. (laughs) Your your, uh, madre provided us with some segmentes. She did.
0: Let's get them segments. All right. So as I said, she she wrote this, and I kind of reiterated this uh, a little earlier, but I'll do it now. The movie Still Mine was a personal journey for me as I walked my own mother through her dementia for six months. My greatest imprints from the movie are from the deep and loyal love I continue to have for my mom. Two questions come to mind from this this movie and give it like a profound meaning. So the first question was, recall three of your precious treasures you were either taught or caught in your life by someone who uh, who means or meant so much to you. Remember, a treasure can be a value or an emotional feeling.
1: So if there's three, everyone has three, correct? So we'll go around, like, just one, and then go around, and then go around. Yeah. I'll start. Uh, One of my treasured things is Daxton. And Daxton doesn't do a whole lot that, you know, that I get to really hang on to and go, like, oh, holy shit, that's a real moment. But he does do something that I used to do. To I I would always uh, do, like, a little hand, like oh it's coming in it's you know the claw, the claw yeah. it's <laughs> gonna get ya oh. and, and I, I oh you're scared I, of the claw I tickle his face and then I'd do it again and he he would love it he'd laugh and it was great and then one time I, I had stopped doing it and he put his hand up and he did it like and I was I lost it I just started crying cause it was just such a moment of a handicapped oh, kid and, you know, having something more than just uh, you know, it, he's there, and I don't know. It's it, when you have a handicapped kid. Anyone out there that has a handicapped kid, I, I fucking know what you guys go through because it's hard to have connections sometimes. And that was a the the biggest hook, line, and sinker for me with him. Oh, damn you, Nathan. That's it was. It's awesome.
0: No, that is. That's just.
1: Right, but the rest of them oh. aren't as cool. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that one thing that I absolutely love and I remember very fondly from my Nana is she taught me how to make her cast iron fried chicken. And I mean, it's and it's just one of those things where like she didn't really like teach anyone. I think she only taught like my mom. So now my mom and I know how to do it the way that she did it. And uh, that was that was something that was really nice. And my my Nana growing up, she was always like all about food and mainly just all about like comforts and taking care of our family. If we did Thanksgiving, Nana didn't go out to like all the cousins houses and stuff with us for Thanksgiving, like lunch. She would always stay at our house the entire day and she'd be the one at home basting the turkey Making the mashed potatoes, like the salad and stuffing, like her whole thing was making sure that everyone was fed mm-hmm. and everything was done
1: just that's right. That's a noble thing to do. God bless those people that make sure everyone's fed. Right. Uh, so I, I and I get that a lot of people aren't aren't as lucky. You know, I got to have very close relationships with both pairs of grandparents, and I was able to have them. You know. Into my my late twenties, when we lost my my mom's mom, my grandma Vi, and it was hard for me when I moved out here to california because we would always see them they would drive down for a week or sometimes we would go up and visit them and i always had great conversations with my grandma vi so when i in this thing, this response is called uh, i'm just a phone call away because that's what she would say to me uh when i would start calling her on friday nights after work because i didn't have any friends or a girlfriend at that point so i would get off and have the weekend and just Like really have not much to do for the first, you know, Christ, almost year uh, I was here. So every Friday after work, I would call my grandma Vi and we would talk for an hour and she would always end the conversation. You know, I love you. Goodbye. I'm just a phone call away. And when we lost her. I started calling my Grandpa Larry, her husband, and and then I started to include my other grandparents. And it was just sort of a, a Friday night ritual of just sort of checking in with, with those I loved. And I started to include my mom and my sister. And, you know, we lost my last one this past uh, December. We lost Grandpa John. And I, I got kind of teary-eyed writing this this response and I still get a little bit sad on the way home from work on Fridays because all my old folks are gone now and so I'll call my mom and you know it's Friday night and they're they're active uh, in their 60s going to their you know they they'd sit out during the pandemic in lawn chairs socially distanced like out in the driveway with their friends so usually on Friday night they're out doing something and most of the time my sister's phone goes straight to voicemail because she's a mother of twins and a, and a four-year year old so when none of them answer i just it makes me a little sad Uh, and it's it's it was a tradition that I, I really looked fondly upon because I would learn stories about their lives that we just had never heard before. I remember one night my grandpa telling me about his uh, his experience during the occupation of France and how they they stole a jeep one night and and went up to the Eiffel Tower and and got caught by the commanding officers but managed to talk their way out of it. Just nothing. And, and my mom's like, "I'd never do that happen." You so, never told me. You know, if if you are are out there and you have. You, grandparents that are getting up there just give them a call every once in a while and and check in don't wait for the holidays because you'll make their day and and you know you do there is a lot of fulfillment emotionally uh to to just learning more about those from once you came basically yeah uh my second one my brother taught me how to do a power chord on the guitar which is something that will always not only like be with me, I'll always remember how to do a power chord. but it was something having a brother that's five years older than you or, you know, or four and a half is a, a pretty good size age gap and don't get to connect on a, a ton of stuff besides button mashing on killer instinct or uh, you know <laughs> or you know just random little things, but we share the same passion for music and when I started learning guitar, Paul was like, well, I'm going to teach you how to do a power chord. And was a, not like a, like, oh yeah, you know, do you need help? Like, it was like, a, no, 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 no. If you're going to get into this, I'm going to be the one that like takes, you know, teaches you the foundational structure. And it it just has always been such a great memory and thing that he did in my life because then I got to play music and it just was a special connection. Mm. Very Nice.
0: Through. I would say that one of the uh, greatest gifts that I kind of just, I mean, it wasn't necessarily like to me, but it was something that I took away from it. And so when I was 12, my best friend passed away from brain cancer. But it was also a moment when while he was sick and he the doctors gave him their like three months, like he has three months and his biggest thing was like, I, I want to finish the sixth grade and they're like, It's it's three months like we're sending you home from Ronald McDonald House. You're going to go home three months. Well, he kind of (laughs) gave like a metaphorical like F you and uh, lasted a year. Wow. And so for for him to do that, to me, it kind of just gave that message of like, you know, don't don't let someone limit you. Don't let someone tell you what to do. You show them whatever that whatever that may be. You show them.
1: Mm, I like that. Uh, the next one is uh, attributed to my uh, my grandma Mana. She's the one that gave me, or instilled in me the most my my love of cooking. And hers was it's very simple and it's it's fairly common, but I can't overstate how important it is. But it is uh, season as you go. And if possible, clean as you go. Because if you're going to do a large meal, uh, you, you want to season a little bit here. And, and ideally, each each new ingredient that you put in, you want to give a little, little toss of some salt or some pepper or whatever. Because then it, it sort of marries into the dish. Rather than trying to salt a sauce or a gravy or adjust the seasoning on a chicken when it's done because it's not going to work out very well that way and also the stuff that you use to to prep your mise en place like if you have five minutes or ten minutes while something's in the oven or so you know you've got a pot of water coming to a boil clean you know clean and put in the dishwasher your measuring cups and the plates you used and some of the bowl mixing bowls you use so that by the time the meal is ready you only have to worry about the dishes that you use to eat off of and the the pots and pans that you served it from uh, and it makes cleanup a lot easier and i'll probably get a little bit of a nasty look for my wife because she she does not clean <laughs> as she goes and and in, in my imagination it looks like she took most of the pots and pans and dishes and put them on top of a thing of dynamite and lit the fuse so that it's like all right you cook dinner so i'll do the dishes and, and it's sort of like you look at the kitchen you're like oh this is so good thanks honey yeah well you got me back for that didn't you all right uh nathan next up my last one is a very strange gift that was given to me that was uh, out of nowhere and it was from a man named mr duncan uh, at our church and it was a light box and basically he handcrafted this Box that had a glass top on top of it and you could put, like, a picture, like, on it and then there was, like, another, like, piece of uh, glass that would come up over it that you, it would shine light from underneath it and you could trace or draw, you know, a, a copy of it. And because it was just so unexpected, I didn't, I didn't even have very much conversation with them. but, you know, I, he was like, well, I wanted to make something for one of the kids of the, uh, of the church, and I, I noticed I noticed that you like to do like plays and stuff like that, and you're very artistic and i I always you know I thought that you would might you might would like to do some drawing and i'm I'm a really good artist, and I want to pass this along uh because I remember when I had my first light box, and I was like, "What like you're me wow and at first I was like, <laughs> this is kind of dumb and then i I was like, and it's bulky." you know but then i started utilizing Streamline it. this light about lightbox <laughs> <No>, free basing <laughs> no. Uh, no and i i used it a ton and every time i used it i would just kind of think of him and like like here's something that someone had no there was there was no reward for giving this to a kid at the church you know and just picking this random kid kind of thing and it was such a an awesome thing and i got to learn more about him and Everything that he's done, which is remarkable. And so, Mr. Duncan, I, I know you're not here anymore, but I beyond appreciate that light box. We salute you. <laughs> we were about to die. So- <laughs> Scipio <laughs> Afrikaner! The barbarian Oh, <laughs> oh Christ.
0: Uh, true. OK, well, um, originally it was going to be, as I am looking at them right now, these uh, these D&D dice like plush pillows that my gaming kids made for me one year before as they graduated and became seniors. But something happened over the weekend for Fourth of July and it, it has now taken its place. So my my niece and nephew came in for a couple of days and it was great to see them. And my brother. Did they get to uh, see yeah, Frodo? Too.
1: Did they get Frodo pets? They did. The Frodo! Frodo
0: kind of like hid behind the recliner. But Sassy, uh, they, did get to, they did get to see Frodo. So we were at my parents' house and uh, my niece kind of came from around the corner. And then she just kind of like ran up to me. And then she like jumped up on me and she gave me a big O hug. And my dad looked at me and said like oh she had been asking questions and then he said does uncle drew have any kids and my dad told her like no uncle drew doesn't have any kids and she like looked up at me and then you know still hugging me said like that's okay uncle drew you have me and god hold damn it. hold <laughs>
1: uh, <down. laughs>
0: so that, that 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 takes that place and uh and that was something that was really that was really that's not true special.
1: that's impossible <laughs> <laughs> search your feelings through you know it to be true <laughs> <laughs> yes oh this is where the fun begins <laughs> uh, so I, I went full grandparents with this one and I, and I busted this line out on my my youngest stepson the other day and it kind of gave me a dirty look i, I I don't think she realized the context, but uh, this next gift is—it's called. Uh, You're doing that like a Polak. and that's something <laughs> that my my grandpa Larry would often say. And first of all, he he hated Polish people. So any Polish people out there, this this is not directed at you. This this is just my <laughs> my grandfather. But and my grandfather, all like he had like a Polish joke in his back pocket for all occasions. Uh, But basically you're doing that like a pull means like, all right, like pay attention to the chore that you're doing and have a care, like a little bit of pride in what you're doing. So if you have to sweep and mop the floors, sweep and mop it so that when whoever walks in, they're like, dang, like this looks, this looks pretty good. If you have to fold laundry, fold the laundry so that, you know, you can take it out of the drawer and it doesn't look like a hobo used it as a wash rag. Have have a little <laughs> bit of pride in just the normal menial things that we all have to do. And I'm trying to get this the stepkids to just, just have a care. And what gets me with them right now are the empty carts so like if they grab a seltzer water out of the refrigerator, like, you know, you're grabbing the last, the last one out because you have yes. to reach all the way in the back and you can feel the, <laughs> the box rattling around <laughs> your form. Take it out. Open up the pantry put another one in the fridge if your xbox controller runs out of batteries and we keep the batteries in a drawer in the kitchen don't leave the empty battery container in there <laughs> take it out and write on the list on the refrigerator need more AA batteries and so i got i got i did some gardening over the weekend and i got bit really bad twice on the arm by some red ants like it's mm-hmm. and we don't have those in ohio and apparently i am allergic to them because they like it this looks kind of nasty so i know that they had the big patch band-aids and so i go into the kids bathroom and i open up the medicine cabinet and there's the box no fucking band-aids and it's just like you're doing this like a pollock, guys like have a care do right by yourself and by those you are sharing this domicile with so uh, that, is, that is something important that I, I, I learned from my grandpa Larry.
0: Well, Jack, to uh, to hopefully put your mind at ease, uh, in the last two years, we have only had two downloads from Poland. So... Huzzah! <laughs> hopefully
1: <laughs> just like hopefully a that makes wolf. it all better. <laughs> <laughs> just,
0: just like a Polish walk. Okay. Well, the last segment is, what has been your greatest accomplishment that you have done for someone without expecting anything in return? Do you believe that's... And then I guess like a bonus part of the question, even though she had said only two questions come up, I guess like a bonus question is, uh, do you believe that society today has the availability and sensitivity to care for their loved ones that are suffering from memory loss? The greatest accomplishment that I say that I have done for someone... Without expecting anything in return. I, I was wanting to say, probably like the podcast. Like, I mean, I think I think this is a great accomplishment, like personally for myself.
1: I was waiting for like the moment like, where like Drew looks at the kid that has a, an F and he like, it's like the movie where like the music starts swelling and then Drew draws a plus sign next to the F and he nods. <laughs> 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 oh, dun, dun, no, dun, well, you know dun, what? Dun, bum, bum.
0: <laughs> That kind of that kind of is a better story. <laughs> no, honestly, like that is a better story. Like, I mean, I had a kid uh, two years ago. He had like a 52. But I mean, what's uh, but he worked to get that grade up to a 52. And I and I kind of just looked at him and I said, like, where are we going to college? And he told me where he was going to college. And I'm like, cool. So we're going to like we're going to cut this shit out. We're not gonna we're not gonna, you know, do this BS anymore where you one, fall asleep in class, you're gonna keep up on your assignments. Yes, sir. Awesome. Because you understand this is a gift, right? And he's like, Yeah. And I'm like, cool. D is for diploma. What are you willing really really to, to do? <laughs> to do <laughs> So yeah, no Nathan. That's a that's a better. What is this a, a game? <laughs> that is a better story.
1: Let's uh, what is what is uh he say? Let's do some good. <laughs> Let's do some good, men.
0: Uh As for the bonus question, do I think that today's society has the availability and sensitivity to care for loved ones with memory loss? Do we have the sensitivity? Yeah, I think people are. I think people can be sensitive and caring to the fact that it's going to happen. Do we have the availability? And with availability, I mean do do we have the time i think that there are people that can but i think it's becoming more often than not that the availability of time for personally like for family members i don't think it's being seen as often because i mean what's the easiest route let's put let's put mom let's put grandma and grandpa let's let's put them in a home
1: yeah god and, forbid that you know, they come live with you and like it get tough you know i mean cuz it puts so much but that, strain but on a relationship
0: the thing. that's That's not like, that's not like a U.S. culture thing, despite, you know, U.S. being a melting pot. Like, that's not a U.S. culture thing. That's definitely like a Hispanic culture thing. The elderly, the elderly, you know, stay with you. Definitely the Asian thing. Like, in Asian households, like, grandma and grandpa have been living with you since, hell, since you've been born. (laughs) like they're almost you grow you. up with them,
1: that's, right? Like they that's are almost raising by Why to supermarkets? Why their their shopping carts are the size of the ones at Costco? Because all the uh, the bombs and abuelas are shopping for multi generational households, yeah. right? So, I mean, I, I think unfortunately
0: to the case, it's I think we should have more sensitivity, and I think we should have more care, and uh, I don't think it's apparent that it's it's happening enough.
1: Very true, Jack. Uh, you know, it's. There was a, something that I I. I... I think I maybe heard on NPR years and years and years ago, and it was uh, they were they were talking about the elderly and some of the issues with people getting old and and uh, you know getting care later in life. And for some reason, it was you know driving was brought up, and the the guy that they had on the commentator said like you know if you get behind an obviously old person, like instead of getting pissed off and riding their ass, like just pretend in your mind that it's one of your own grandparents or your parents. And it, it works. You you find yourself breathing calmer. You get around them when you can. And so I, I work with a lot of uh, elderly patients in my job. And I always took that mentality into the office with me because sometimes they're not the easiest patients to work with. But if you treat them with a little bit of kindness and respect, you know, it it works out for everybody. So you know, in in my binder, you know, each each patient in, in a research trial has like a giant you know, three-inch binder where all their their source documents and case report forms go in. Like, I'll write little notes sometimes, like, This patient likes to cook. This patient has a a, a son that's in a AAA hockey league. This patient is a woodworker. And so you can, if you're, you know, as you're going from place to place in the office, you kind of can have some little small talk. How's that grandson doing? How's his team doing? Have you done anything in the shop lately? Did you cook anything for this past weekend? Tell me about it. And it works out because my patients continue to show up and they complete their their clinical trials. And sometimes when I do meet their, their children, I get very bashful and, and do a lot of blushing because they, they sort of gush a little bit and it's sort of like, yeah, you know, I'm just... I'm you know, just treating you as if my one of my grandparents was in a research trial, how I would want them to be treated. And when I got married, I got cards from some of these patients. I even got slipped a $50 bill from one of my patients as a, as a honeymoon gift. And, and my fellow coworkers, are like, oh, well, none of my patients do that. And you're sort of like whispering under <laughs> your breath like, well, well you, you treat them like <laughs> cattle. <laughs> so like if you if you refer to your patient when they're outside of your office as an old bitch then probably they're not going to stick around for the duration of the trial and they're probably going to miss a lot of visits but if you treat them like a human being that they are and you you have a little patience when sometimes they do get a little bitchy about something here and there it's going to work out for everybody and i think that that translates broad spectrum to a lot of social interaction in our society the lice hate the powdered sugar yeah it's delicious yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) and as, as far as the secondary question i think there are some very very few and far between circumstances where a family can families do and can take care of their you know elderly with with these sort of uh mental instabilities but i also think a lot of it gets shoved conveniently under the rug and I, i've been guilty of it with with their dog beverly like uh, if I've i've once or twice have woken up on a saturday morning with a little bit of a little bit of a hangover and uh, just sort of unceremoniously shoved Bev into the fenced in backyard and gone back to bed for another hour or two because she'll be fine out there and she's not going to hurt anybody. But I feel like a lot of families do that with their own parents or grandparents when they get to that stage where they sort of shove it off on somebody else or just you know out of sight out of mind so they don't have to deal with it and then maybe that's a little bit of a defense mechanism as well should it happen no does it happen all the time yeah exactly i had a hard time trying to think of like my greatest you know gift that i've given uh, to someone without expecting anything But what I did think of, and what did kind of mean a lot to the person, and meant almost nothing to me, if anything, it was just that I was interacting with him. My grandpa, when I was four years old, uh, had had a couple of strokes, and so he had to be fed by a G-tube, and he would sit in his chair, and he would watch Victories at Seas. And that was... I still do that, Nathan. Oh, (laughs) well... (laughs) Uh, he he was on a destroyer uh, in the Navy in World War II, and, and he just, that's all he really wanted to do. He wanted to, you know, and he didn't have the joy of eating food anymore. You know, he just, it was all G-Tube, and I knew that he loved, you know, was a big personality, uh, had a real dry sense of humor, uh, but would run the bar, would run the restaurant, and... Uh, later on I learned You know that he Purveyor of all foods And, and drinks So when I was four He would He would give me a number And then I'd go over To the Victory at Sea collection And I'd pick that one And I'd shout it back to him And I'd put it in the VCR or, You know I'd rewind the I'd rewind the one And I'd take it out and I, Seven And I'd put in number seven for him And he That was like our Our only real connection But he couldn't get up change it every time that it would be over and I'd be playing with my mic machines or whatever and Gio Joe's and just you know having a good old time and I'd see it stop and he'd just go four four and I'd run over and grab the green one and (laughs) 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 And he he was just I knew that he was very thankful because he couldn't do something and it was just kind of like sure but looking back on it I'm so glad that I was able to even just do that little thing for him so that was I know totally misses the probably the point, but it, no,
0: no, I don't think it, it does. was. No,
1: it was really cool for me because, uh, again, didn't have very much interaction with him. But that was something that I could do for him being four years old and pretty good time. Like a good neighbor, Victor Itzy is there. As for the the question, I, I agree with both of you guys. And yeah, it. Our culture just doesn't promote it very heavily, but it's definitely not the easy route to take and sadly that doesn't get the glory, so it doesn't always take the lead. But what would you guys rate Still Mind? Uh what well what, oh, are, oh. what are what are we rating? Still. What what movie are we reviewing? What S- S- Still S- Mind. We watched that? You, you don't remember. That's my that's rating. That's that's my rating. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went real better with that one. You did.
0: True. Uh, I can't really again, I can't fault this movie. This is the kind of stuff that like I grew up watching with my family, whether you like um, it or all not, all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, we did. We watched we watched stuff like this all the time. And, you know, just good, wholesome movies. You there's nothing truly, truly wrong with it. But uh, again, slow. I kind of still want a little bit more. Uh, it gets it gets a three out of five, and James Cromwell is at least one of those automatic points.
1: <laughs> I get that, but before Nathan renders his rating, oh. you know, art should make you feel something, and I just I kept waiting for that feel, and it, it like it it was elusive. It just it it never. It never got there for me. So, yeah. mm. But go ahead, Nathan. This movie would be one pallet of strawberries that I don't have a refrigerated truck for. So they are going to go bad. It's going to go bad. It's not going to last. But I don't mind giving it away, making a little bit of jam for myself. Not gonna make 10,000 jars of jam <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will give it away and I'll say yes definitely watch it check it out and and enjoy
0: all right well we do not have a patreon special because obviously this is the patreon special
1: God bless us everyone bless
0: everyone well let's see what's uh what's coming up next we have uh, we go back to Jack. And Jack's bringing us what genre? Military
1: comedy. Military comedy. So many, so many choices. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to the, uh, the the tractor beam and go, Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and we're going to go tragedy. Mm, tragedy. Luckily, I can hopefully bring us back up with a, a, a screwball comedy to try and round that off.
1: So it's a nice, nice sandwich there. A comedy, tragedy, yeah, comedy a, sandwich. A, a fluffer nutter, if yeah. you will.
0: <laughs> a fluffer nutter. Well, guys, you can uh you can hook up with us on mm-hmm. Twitter. We are at RealFeelsPod. You can send us an email at RealFeelspodcast at gmail.com. Look for us up on Facebook and Instagram. Or or folks, you can call the Tooch Line six six one three seven six zero zero three zero. We would absolutely Love
1: to hear from you. Hey there, folks. Call the Tooch line. Call the Tooch line and leave us some messages. <laughs> that would
0: actually be great. Uh, you can also go onto the Apple podcast app. You can leave us a nice five star review. That would be absolutely fantastic because the more that you pump up the Real Phils podcast, the more five star reviews that you give us. We are going to get out there even more folks we can spread them real feels to everyone
1: it was in 2021 when real feels became self aware (laughs) we'll be like the early edition of podcasts someone will get it and be like what this was referred ever after as Toochman day (laughs) Toochman day we're going to live on we're going to be downloaded again (laughs) (laughs) download me if you want to live this will be our podcast day (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you want download i want you to download in the words of my generation you're the realest in the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: guys thank you for joining us make sure to uh Hit us up next week for another episode of What Are You Watching? Make sure to check out those in our in-between mini-episodes. Before our normal episodes, you can see what myself, Nathan, and Jack have been watching, playing, and maybe even reading. We'll, uh, oh, we'll keep our three, fingers crossed Two out of three chance Nathan. on that. Two out of three is not bad. They're like little
1: supplement pills. <laughs> they tied you over. They get you get They you tied through.
0: you over. All right. Well, as always, you're the realist. And the feelist. <laughs>
1: my gyrocopter the first time <laughs> I, my eyes on <laughs> you, I knew we'd spend this life side by side I still feel the same though you're so far away
0: I swear that you'll always
1: be my I promise